disappointment Your Sunday's empty too Since when has impossible ever stopped you?
rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. What an amazing, amazing thing. What an amazing God we have. Thank you, God, for your mercy, for your goodness, for all the things that we don't deserve. I claim it, though. I claim it. I claim your love. I claim your mercy. I claim your grace. I claim the salvation that you so freely gave. You give. Thank you, God. I bless your name. I want to praise you, God. I want to praise you today.
I was sitting there worshiping and you know, some Sundays it's a little bit tougher to worship than others. I don't know if anybody feels that. Sometimes it is. From the weeks that you've had or whatever you've got going on in life, some weeks it just seems like, oh, it's just a struggle sometimes to get where I need to be. And I thought about that I don't ever want to miss an opportunity to be into the Holy of Holies because there's a sacrifice that takes place before you get into that place. If you read that about the temple in the Bible, there's a sacrifice that happens before you get into the Holy of Holies. And sometimes we never push past the sacrifice of, I need to quit thinking about this. I need to lay this down for you, God, so I can get into the Holy of Holies. We're consumed by so much that's going on in here that we don't sacrifice the time to be with him. And, and that's, that was in my heart this morning as I'm worshiping, like, God, I just, I got to lay this stuff down. I got to let things go. I got to just focus in on you because I want to be in the Holy of Holies with you. I want to be worshiping you and not be hindered by anything else. So Father, right now, I just praise you and I thank you for that opportunity, that freedom, God, that we have to worship. Father, that we can press into the Holy of, of Holies, God, but we, there's a sacrifice that takes place, a sacrifice of laying things down, God, of, of pushing things aside and really locking in on who you are, God, because sometimes it's easy to forget what you've done for us. And God, every opportunity we have to give you worship, to let our life be worshiped to you, God, we should take advantage of that and give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor that you deserve. And God, I praise you and I thank you this morning for who you are. I thank you for your faithfulness to Orchardville Church. Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness to each individual person in here, God. Even in the struggles, you are with us. And God, you bring hope through Jesus Christ. And we praise you and we thank you for that. We thank you for this time of worship, God. A time to, to, to just focus on you, God. And give you the glory that you deserve. And set the atmosphere for you to do what you want to do in this place, God. I thank you and I praise you for it right now, God. We lift you up in this place. We glorify you, God. And we praise you for who you are. God, hearts being changed, lives being touched is why we're here, God. We just praise you. We praise you and we thank you, Father. Let's sing that together softly one more time.
until that day we're standing face to face and we get to bow down in your presence, God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for what this season represents from the cradle to the cross. We thank you for all that you do for us, God. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, praise and worship team. Can you give them a hand before you're seated? Amen, amen, amen. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Celebrate hope, peace, and joy. What did we talk about last week? Hope. And as we celebrate this time of year, all three of the things that we're going to be covering in this series all point back to Jesus being the source of our hope. He's the source of our peace, and he's the source of our joy. If you're missing those things, you need not be, because Jesus is the source of those. Um, And we talked about, again, hope last week, and how there's a difference in the life of a Christian than somebody that does not know the Lord. We have a hope in Jesus, an eternity spent with him that the world doesn't know. And we talked about that, that, that there's a difference for us, that we have this hope in Jesus and that helps us through each and every day. And this morning, I want us to look at celebrating peace together. So if you have your Bible, let's turn to John chapter 14 this morning. And as you guys are turning there, my family and myself, we uh, took a quick trip to Oklahoma this week. I mean quick. Drove out there Thursday and came back Friday to see Christmas lights. What kind of husband am I that I took my wife that loves Christmas all the way out to Oklahoma? It was kind of a surprise, but then she got it out of me Thursday night because she kept, Wednesday night, because she kept asking questions about what do I need to pack? What do I need to bring? So I just told her, we're going to look at lights. We're going to be outside. And it was awesome. Hunter hooked us up with a guy. He he went to school out there at Rama Bible College the last couple years, and he hooked uh, us up with a guy named Byron that was over kind of the wreck area and all the Christmas light stuff. And he took us on a tour after we'd seen the lights of all the buildings. We got to see the church. And here's something to look forward to at Orchardville. Their sanctuary seats 4,500 people. <laughs> so why not? Why not here? So it was neat to see all that and hear the history of the school and the college and um, all the stuff that they've got going on out there. It was awesome to see. So We had a great time, and my wife is happy because she saw Christmas stuff. So, I'm happy too. John 14, verses 23 through 27 is where we'll be for a little bit this morning. Here we go. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. So is it telling us here that Jesus and God will come and manifest themselves to anyone? No. They will come and make their home with those who are obedient to his teachings. And obedience grows from a place of love for Jesus and a love for his word. So if you love Jesus... If you love him, you will obey the teachings that he gave us in the word. Amen? 
And as we are obedient, the Father and the Son come and they make their home with us and in us. But if you rebel against Jesus and his teachings, if you're disobedient to the, world, to the word, you are rebelling against God who sent him. So if you're not following what's been laid out for us in the word of God, if you're not being obedient to those things, you are rebelling against God. And that's not good, okay? These were sent and given by God. Jesus' words were not his own. And the surest evidence of our love for Christ is obedience to the laws of Christ. So, you know, think about it like this, that love is the root. Our love for Christ is the root. Obedience is the fruit. Does that make sense? Love is the root. Obedience is the fruit from that. If I love the Lord, that is the root of where things come from. My love for Jesus, obedience is going to be the fruit that happens because of that. Jesus can't see you as familiar in one of his own if you're not being obedient to his father's commands. Verse 25, these things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And what Jesus is saying in the days of his earthly ministry was, was only actually partially understood by his disciples and, and by those he was teaching and speaking to. There, there was three things that had to happen for the apostles to fully understand Jesus and what his mission was. The first thing was his death had to occur. He was telling them about it. He was letting them know, I'm going I'm to be... Uh, I'm going, to be, I'm going to be killed. I'm going to sacrifice my life. I'm, I'm going to, this is going to happen. I'm going to die. And of course, we know that they, no, no, you're not, you know, we'll die for you. Or, and they're talking like that. But his death had to occur for them to fully understand what his mission was. Second thing, he had to rise again to vindicate his claim and demonstrate his victory over death. He had to do that. He was teaching that. He was letting them know that was going to happen. And the third thing that's found here in verses 25 and 26, the spirit had to come. And again, he would be sent by the Father, God the Father, in my name and Jesus' place and for him. So the Spirit had to come and interpret the meanings of Jesus' words and his deeds. And the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, will teach you all things and remind you of everything that I have said to you. That's who we have now as our teacher, as our comfort, as our peace, as our hope. We have the Holy Spirit within us as believers to give us those things, for us to understand those things. And again, verse 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give it to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Now, in New Testament times, the way that people said goodbye to each other, you know, have you guys ever done this? Hey, peace, or peace out, teens. I don't know if we guys still do that or not. But you, you talk to somebody and you say, hey, peace, see you, peace. So back then in Hebrew, that's shalom. So let's, you know, let's practice that. Shalom. <laughs> hey, good talking to you. Shalom. So back then, that's what that, that would mean. Here's goodbye. Shalom, which meant peace. And I don't, you know, I don't suggest you do that now. You might be looked at weird, but I would. I don't care if I'm looked at weird. <laughs> but going around just saying shalom to people. 
But in his death, Jesus provided this legacy for his disciples. My peace, I give you. My peace, I give you. And they would have peace with God because their sins were forgiven and the peace of God would guard their lives. And the world, again, is not able to give this kind of peace to us. The world tries to offer peace through many different things. I've dealt with some of those things in my life. You deal with some of those things in your life. You've come out of some of those things in your life. That the world says, this will bring you peace. This will bring you comfort. This is what you need to try to get through the days. This will help you. And some people turn to alcohol. This, this, oh, it just numbs my pain and it takes me to a place. It just gives me such peace. But that's false. Or some people may try drugs. I, 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 just, need to, I just need to get a fix and that's going to help relieve all this stuff that I'm dealing with. And it'll help, me get, it'll help me cope with these things and I'll be able to overcome them. But that doesn't work either. Or maybe it's, uh, you know, I just have this lusting that I just have this lusting problem that I deal with all the time and I struggle with. And I just can't stop it. It's just what, I know that's what brings me joy. And, you know, if I'm not happy with my spouse, either side of that, then I just lust and I do things that, you know, that I think will make me happy. And it doesn't. Well, I tried this or, you know, maybe I just like, I just like to eat. And I just eat and eat and eat to cope with all the stuff I'm dealing with. It's a comfort for me just to eat. But that's not peace either. And there's so many things that the world will throw at you. Maybe if you talk this way and you cuss people out, that'll bring some peace to you. Wrong. Or maybe if, maybe if I just do this or I do that and, and I do everything that's opposite of the word of God, that's gonna bring me peace. And you find out as you do those things, as you experiment with those things and you try to cover up pain and you try to cover up hurts and you try to cover up all the problems with these other things that the world offers, you're left empty still. And you have no peace. The peace that we're talking about this morning can only be provided by God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit in your life. Everything else that you might try to use in your life and do in your life that's opposite of what God ha would have for you is not going to bring you the freedom and peace that you can be found in Jesus. And we don't need to seek peace as an end. We should seek to follow Christ. And with that, that's a benefit of being a follower of Jesus, that he gives us peace, no matter what we're facing. I just want to stay there for a minute. Because I know people, I know Christians struggle with a lot of things. And, and every day you wake up and every day you struggle with the same things, the same sin, and you keep going back to it, I just want to emphasize that you are not going to find rest in any of that stuff. You are not going to find the peace that you're looking for in the things that the world has to offer. And yet, we keep going back to those things over and over and over again. And I will remind you what I just read about, that when you are doing things that are against God's laws, that are against his word, you are rebelling. 
you are slapping him in the face and saying what you did for me through Jesus is not something that's good enough for me. And I promise you it is. I promise you it is. If you will surrender whatever it is that you struggle with, whatever it is you're dealing with, whatever that addiction is, if you will surrender that to the Lord and let it go, he will bring freedom into your life. He will bring peace into your life. And, a lot, and the reason why some people can't let things go and they keep running back to them is they don't discipline themselves to stay close to the Lord. There's a discipline to that. There's a, there's a want to, to say, Lord, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Whatever your word says for me to follow, I'll follow it. And with that, Lord, as I'm being obedient, I know that's gonna produce fruit in me. And I know that I'm gonna have peace and I know that I'm going to have freedom as I study your word and I, and I do what you say and I stay close to you and I talk to you and I pray to you and have relationship with you. I know that these things can no longer hold me. And I think, I don't know why I can't get away from it. I think that's one of the things holding back the church in general is habitual sin that we keep running back to. That's what... That's what's ripping families apart. That's what families are struggling with because maybe one of the leaders in the house struggles with this and the other one doesn't or maybe this one does and that one doesn't. But that division that's within the family because we're not following God's laws and we're not being obedient to him tears families apart. Jesus was about to leave this world. He, he made out, not on paper or things like we do, he made out a will. He made his will. His soul he committed to who? His father. Okay? His body he gave to Joseph of Arimathea. His clothes fell to the soldiers. His mother he left for John to care for. But, but what is he going to leave his disciples these men who left everything, left their occupations, left their families to come and follow him. What is he going to leave them? Silver and gold? No. A nice boat to go fishing on? No. His wardrobe? No. A nice house that he had? Uh, no. What is he going to leave them? He tells them, I'm, I'm giving you peace. Peace I leave with you. I'm leaving my peace. And he didn't part in anger. He parted in love. That was his farewell to them. Peace I leave with you. And that was left to his disciples. And guess what? It was left for me and you as well. He left us this peace that's found through the power of the Holy Spirit, through Jesus, through God, through the Trinity. He left us this peace. It's a blessing straight from God. And that leaves us where we can say that my heart's not troubled. I'm not going to fear anything. I'm not going to be afraid because I'm celebrating who Jesus is in my life. And because I celebrate who Jesus is, he brings me hope. He brings me peace. He brings me joy. And as I believe his commands, I get to celebrate this peace just like the disciples did. But I also want to be clear this morning 
You know, some, some people may confuse this. Oh, if, if, if I've got Jesus as my Savior and I'm being obedient to him, then everything's going to be peaceful and my life's wonderful. There will still be trials. Jesus himself struggled with the thought of going to the cross. He had this inside himself also. We're not going to be exempt from trials, although that would be easy, that would be great. The peace he spoke of here in the scripture is the calmness and the confidence in who God is. I am am calm and at peace because I know who he is. I have a confidence in God that he will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. I have this confidence in him that he's never going to leave me, that he's never going to forsake me. So whatever comes my way, which I know they will, I've got God. And I've got that peace that passes all understanding. And because of that peace he had, Jesus, in the midst of what he was about to face, he could move forward in that without fear, without hesitation, and that's, where, that's a place where we need to get to, that we walk through life. It doesn't matter what comes my way. It doesn't matter if I can't pay this bill. It doesn't matter what the doctors say. It doesn't matter what this is or what that is. I have a confidence and a peace in who God is. That's what we're striving to get to. Man, I've, I've seen some people with this kind of confidence in the Lord. We should all be walking around with it if we believe what he says. But I've seen people, and I, leave, I just leave after talking to them like, how does he do that? Or how does she do that? There's people in this room that amaze me that nothing phases them because their confidence is in him. Not in anything they see with their physical eyes, but the supernatural power of God at work in their life. No fear, no hesitation. John 16, 33 John 16, says this, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. There it is. But take heart because I have overcome the world. So even in the hour of his greatest suffering, Jesus had an unshakable confidence in the purpose and the power of God. So fellow brothers and sisters, whatever you're facing right now, I have a belief and a confidence in the power and purpose of God in your life. You need to know that. You need to understand that, that even in the hard times, God has a purpose and God is all powerful and he's with you. I'm obedient to God. We're obedient to God in the teaching of his words. Therefore, we can celebrate peace. That only he gives us. We can proclaim victory over whatever it is we're facing because we have peace in God. Has anybody ever struggled with that? Like, I just can't find peace. I'm in the middle of this. It hurts really bad. I just can't get peace. In those moments, be obedient to the word. And I know that sounds easy. And as Christians, the first thing that we do When something comes our way, not all of us, but a lot of us, 
It's our human side, it's our fleshly side that we've got to kill off every day and be in tune with his spirit. Let that rise up out of us. But instead of clinging to this when things come our way, when things get difficult, it sits by the side and we just freak out. Freaking out is not better than having God's peace. Yet we choose that a lot. Not this, not now. No, 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 no. And everything we do screams, I don't want God's peace. I want to be emotional and I want to freak out and I want to have my life go crazy right now. When we are obedient to his word and we have love for Jesus, it brings peace into those things. And some of you out there saying, Quit talking about me, Rick. It's true. You know, I've only been doing this a year now, almost a year already. And I don't want this to sound rude or bad or anything. I love getting phone calls from you guys. I do. Let me be careful here. <laughs> you know I love you guys. Right? But I would say, and again, this is our human side, so take it like that. Most of the calls I get when somebody's dealing with something, they're talking more about the problem than they talk about the peace that God's bringing them in the middle of the situation. And I don't mean that to sound cruel or, or anything like that. Please don't take it that way. But I'm just saying we lack confidence in God. Because those phone calls, and watch them not even, I won't even, my phone won't even ring for a while now. Those phone calls, it's okay to bring that need to the Lord. It's okay to talk about it, but it needs to be followed up. I've got this peace. I've got this confidence in the Lord, Rick, that I know this is what it looks like right now, but I know my God is faithful. So what I'm getting at is when you call, when those moments come up, and they will come up, some of you are in the middle of some right now, and you're thinking, ah, I just need some peace. And when you call me, make sure you tell me also that I'm in my word. I know that's my source of strength, and I know the Holy Spirit's going to bring me peace. Follow that up with whatever your prayer request is with the confidence in the Lord as well. I don't know how that went over, but please don't stop calling me. If our praise team would come on back up this morning. Please, please, please that understand that, that peace is not the absence of trouble. It's found in the presence of God. It's found through the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. So, so whatever I'm facing, it doesn't mean my peace leaves in the middle of it. Because we know from the word that these trials, these battles, these struggles are going to come. What it means is I need to hold fast to the Lord's teachings because I have a love for Jesus. And out of that, he will bring me peace. Out of that... I will be able to be confident 
in whatever God chooses to do in the situation, knowing that he's in complete control. And I've told you guys the story, how this happened in my life, and it doesn't always, I'm just like you guys. This, I don't ever want to be looked at like, oh, he's up on a pedestal, you think, I'm never. I struggle. I'm human, okay? For me, when Jackson had his heart stuff and we thought we were losing him, all of that, I freaked out. Majorly. Not a lot of pastors will tell you this, but I cussed God out in the, in the waiting room in the hospital. That's how upset I was and how freaked out I was about losing our son. That was me. Is it okay if I'm honest? It don't matter if it is or not, I am. But I was freaking out and losing it, screaming at God, where are you at? What are you doing? And through that, I learned some lessons from God. I learned that he is in complete control no matter how things go. I have to have that confidence in him and I have to have that peace that he brings me in that. So when Brylin, then they tell us that her, her head's too big, we're worried she has water on her brain. Sarah will attest to this, I did not freak out once because God taught me what it meant to put confidence in him. He taught me what peace meant. So when they said, we want her to get testing and all, the whole time I said, Sarah, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. God's got this. What God taught me was to not freak out in those moments that he can bring me peace right in the middle of that. And I had a peace. No matter how it was going to go, we were going to be fine. Went over there, got the test. Brian was fine. And I, and I want to say in my heart and my mind, even if she was, wouldn't have been, I'd still had that peace. That's where we got to get to. Celebrate the peace that God gives no matter what. And know that he's in control. And he's got a plan for your life. Stand with me this morning. I don't know why I hit so long on that part in the message about habitual sin that you keep running back to, habitual sin that you keep going back to try to cover all the other stuff that's going on in your life, but it has to go if you want to find freedom in who Jesus is for you. It's got to go if you want to find the peace that you're striving to get and all these other things. You have to lay that down. You have to surrender and you have to trust and have confidence in who God says he is. And you can't hang on to that stuff. So this morning as we open the altars, if you're lacking this peace in your life right now that only the Holy Spirit can provide through, through, through God and Jesus, then I encourage you to come forward, find a place to pray, lay the stuff down that you need to lay down, lay the situation down. Maybe you're not doing anything you know, sin-wise, but you're just having a hard time finding some peace in the middle of what you're dealing with. Find a place and lay it down and say, God, I put this in your hands. Give me this peace that passes on understanding. Help me to have confidence in who you say you are. And Lord, help me to draw closer to you in this and not pull away from you. So as they sing and we worship, Father, I just thank you right now for who you are. I thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you for the hope that we have in you. And God, right now, I just ask, Father, for every heart in here to be tuned into you. Father, to listen to what you're tugging on in them, their spirit, Father. Lord, if there's a situation that they need to come lay down and surrender to you and stop fighting on their own, Lord, I pray they do that this morning. If there's a sin that they keep running back to, Father, in the name of Jesus, it has to go today. And Father, I pray for families that are struggling, that, that things would be restored and your love would conquer through all of it, God. Lord, we want to strive to know your word 
Father, to be obedient to that word and to love you with everything we have. So God, as we worship, we open up these altars for anyone that needs anything from you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Holy name, Jesus.